Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Actually, you better get out your sticky notes because we have a lot of stuff on the docket. We're going to talk about a full spectrum of stuff. The first thing we're going to do is see what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. And lo and behold, here's what we have. We have a trend line that we've been eyeballing for quite some time. Last week, they almost got to the trend line. They bounced before it, tried another attempt on Friday before the three-day holiday weekend, again came up short, and then today they spiked it through, and the intraday price action slash activity was extra extra interesting when you think about that trend line when you take it down to a five minute chart forget about where today's activity is we already know how do we know because they didn't touch the trend line last week they touched it today so where's today's activity before they touch the trend line to the right of the vertical this is mrs market's way of telling us that that trend line is important they tested it they fought it they bounced off of it, it came back for a retest, they bounced off again, they came back for a retest, they bounced off again. Mrs. Market is fully aware of that trend line. We also have some unfinished business down at 388. It's actually below 388, and here's the interesting thing. They've been doing this kind of thing a lot. They leave a piece of unfinished business, then they come back and get it shortly thereafter. Think about what they just did with the trend line. They just came up short last week, came back to get it today. 388, it's actually 387, let's call it 65. And then there's another number down below inside the number members had it today and they'll also have it again tomorrow. If you remember when we go through inside the numbers, you can pick out the number. So here's really the question. Is this trend line going to be support and will we see a rally away from this trend line, or came up short a couple of times, tested it today, are they going to open the floodgates and go get some other stuff in the southern direction? We don't have to know in advance which one. It's more of a guess when you say, well, they're going to do this, because you don't really know they're going to do this tomorrow. But what we do know is we can use the trend line as the bogey. Here's an hourly chart just for another look. Getting below the trend line, creates what? It creates the trend line being resistance. So once they get below and they start staying down there, closing candles below, 10-minute candle, 15-minute candle, 30-minute candle, 60-minute candle, then that trend line becomes overhead resistance and the bears essentially have the ball. So we can use the trend line as a pivot. There's a 15-minute chart. Again, another look for no other reason than that. Using the trend line as a pivot, you have to keep in mind the number is ever-changing throughout the day. It's a rising trend line from lower left to upper right. So the number the trend line was using as support this morning was slightly different than the one that it was using as support this afternoon. You'll also see that depicted inside the numbers. I think we could use this morning's activity for somewhat of a little bit of a lesson in the fact that things morph from shorter time frames to larger time frames. Let's take a look at a multitude of time frames and just see what was developing 
throughout the day. What was the market doing and what we can interpret by the price action, not only around the trend line, but the type of candles that it was putting in. Were there tail candles, breakdown candles, breakup candles? Were they running tests? All that stuff. How do you read the tape intraday, which is the same as you read the tape from day to day, week to week, month to month? Why is that? Because all charts act and react the same way. This is one of the big lessons that I teach in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader, meaning that all charts are the same, the candles are the same, just the magnitude is different. The shorter time frames have less data or data in the particular candle you're looking at than the larger time frames. So things take either a shorter time frame to develop or a longer time frame to develop if it's a longer term chart. But the same stuff happens along the way. Now, let me throw something else out there. Remember, get your sticky note, keep it close by. We talked about the bear case, which is essentially getting below the trend line. Let's say they gap below it tomorrow morning. Let's say they just flush through it, get below. That's going to open the door for other stuff. 388 isn't the same as it would have been this morning. Tomorrow morning, we'll have refined numbers. But what about the flip side? What about the northbound lane? We are the umpire calling balls and strikes. What's this? We had a shenanigans tail candle earlier today. I took a snapshot of it. We think better in pictures. Plus, in case it disappeared, I needed proof. Where does it go to? It's a spike of 397. Now, we don't know the market is going up there, but how can we use that information? Okay, here's a 30-minute chart. As an example, how do we use this information? The horizontal line is now at 397. Let's go find out why that's important. Well, the first thing I do is, what's my eye drawn to? What are the things that that line intersects with? Well, what about all this stuff? Isn't this an important area? Isn't that considered a breakdown area? So the market found support here until it didn't. It broke down. It rallied back to recapture that area, gave it up again. So maybe it's important. Maybe it's not. I'm doing this in real time. You're getting exactly what's coming out from inside my head. You also have a breakdown candle high in the same neck of the woods. So there's another reason why the market may be attracted up into that area. And here's how we would use that information. We're not going to even know about it or think about that until the market started pushing above these highs that it hasn't been able to push above just yet. That will open the door for another leg higher. Not that we know from a chart perspective about the 397 and change. We know from the shenanigans tail candle, but there's other stuff up there. So we would say, well, we would use the breakdown candle high on this 30-minute chart as an example in this example as a good target if they start pushing above this area where we have a bunch of pivot highs and they couldn't get through and therefore went the other way. Well, if they recapture that stuff, then they're going to go for another leg and then it opens the door for the 397 and change. It doesn't mean they have to stop there. That's just where the shenanigans tail candle was. Maybe we should rename it Shannon Tail. Put that on your sticky, I'll probably forget. We have tinfoil hat happening this month, and I know a lot of people are bearish for the month of September. In fact, there's too many people bearish for the month of September. Watch out for a rip-your-face-off rally as a result. Just saying. But here's the thing. 
Now, some people have a right to be bearish. A lot of people have a right to be bearish. Things are terrible. We have inflation. Europe's collapsing. All this stuff is going on. And there's a lot of geopolitical pull. All this stuff is a great case for lower prices if you want to take that case. That's fine. When sentiment shifts to an extreme in one direction, you're likely to get a snapback type of reflex reaction. That's the rip your face off. So be aware of that. But here's the thing. So we have something called Mercury retrograde beginning the end of this week. Now that in and of itself isn't necessarily a market mover at all. It has other and unrelated slash can be related implications, but it's not really a market moving event. Not the type we would say, watch out for this. In fact, because this is happening, the market's going to do this. I'm not looking at Mercury retrograde. And again, this is tinfoil hat stuff. So you have to bear with me. I wouldn't normally look at Mercury retrograde as one of those type of events. However, but wait, there's more. This particular event is a little bit unique. In fact, it's a lot unique. This type of alignment, we'll say, and I'm not going to dig in much to this. I'm not here to teach tinfoil hat stuff. I'm just giving you the benefit of what I know and how I'm going to use the information. This type of setup, if you will, hasn't happened in 93 years. Well, what is the significance of 93 years? Well, think about it this way. We'll use a calculator to accentuate the point. Let's just cut right to the chase. There was a crash in 1929 extending through 1932. Fast forward, 93 years, you get 2022. This is part of that cycle conversation that I have once in a while. I've had it in these videos. I had it with the live room last week. I can't unknow this information. So therefore, we're on guard for big moves in one direction or the other. And for now, we're going to use this trend line as the bull bear bogey. Below the trend line, we'll use something different down below as the new A support level and B bull bear bogey. It takes steps at a time. The market runs in steps, one at a time, one candle at a time, one leg at a time. Nothing happens all at once. All right, I gave you a lot of stuff. What about inside the numbers? Let's run through the commentary. I'll point out a couple of important things, let you read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. If you're interested in being in the market from an intraday perspective, this is invaluable information because I'm giving you prices. I'm giving you support and resistance. I'm giving you where they're going next, where the entries are, where the exit or profit targets are. I'm giving you all that stuff. It's a good deal. It's turnaround Tuesday. It's a wake up green kind of day. So they had what we call a gap and crap at the end of the day. That's just what it was. So you don't know leading in at zero dark 30. So here's the setup. Are they going to erase Friday's sell off as one item or is it going to be just a DCB or dead cap bounce? Usually what happens on those gap and craps is they're sucking in the Johnny come latelys. Then they pull the rug out. They issue some pies in the face to Johnny and company. And then they resume the current trend. So we give both sides at zero dark 30. You don't know what they're going to do in the pre-market. We give some important stuff. Below 393.50 is the first hint. All that kind of stuff is needed and known in the pre-market activity. Let's move it along, see what else we have as the day gets underway. So again, 909, we don't know which it's going to be, reflex bounce or not. 
We have important numbers posted right before the bell. 395.75 is important. And overhead resistance, they never got there, but that was an important place if the bulls were able to push price a little higher than they did. Below, there's a bit of a vacuum down to 393.50. And this is how we zero in on the tape before the opening bell. Right before the open at 927, we're saying 392.60 to 392 and a quarter, give or take, first place to consider a long scalp trade. But that's before the bell. Keep your shorts on. There's more. Now, as the tape unfolds, here's what happens if they spike the numbers mentioned before. It's 391.20, higher risk because of the next spot. It's too far away to consider it really a scalp trade. We have a little bit of the bull case, and they're going to bounce around for a while at the open. They normally do. We're moving along. Then we have the only thing below 391 and a quarter is Friday's low at 390.33. Could be tested or could bounce first. We don't know. It's trader's choice. If you want to take that trade, ride it down even if you're in, and you would have to buy it again down at that price. But if they start closing below 390.33, guess what? The pull is going to bring them down to the 388 give or take stuff. Read the notes. Go back to the charts to double check the work. This is the kind of detail stuff you get, specifically in like the first, let's say, 60 to 90 minutes of trading, where you get that morning rush hour type of situation. After that, the market goes to sleep. You can have the numbers in advance, and then you know what the schematic is going forward. That's pretty much what I do each and every day. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. They bounced in front of 388. When they did go lower, we're fast forwarding a little bit. They came up just a little short, and we could call it the give or take kind of scenario. But now we've got unfinished business down there. So we know below the trend line, we've got the unfinished business. If they stay above the trend line, the trend line is support, and they could bounce a little bit. And then we have the Shannon tail that happened in the middle of the day today. Keep that in the back of your mind. This is where, from an intraday perspective, I want to show inside the number members what's going on with the trend line that we discuss in the videos at night. This is the value of putting the three-pronged approach or three-legged stool together. What is that? Well, you have the daily reviews at night here on YouTube. Then you have inside the number for the intraday trader. You have swing trades for the swing traders. And you have the core education in the form of the lazy e-mini trader. So you get the foundation through the course. You get the ongoing education with the videos at night. And then you get the jolt of jet fuel for the inside the number members. But it all works together. And we're moving along. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. I'm giving big time stuff in here. I'm giving the whole scenario throughout the day. If there's no update for like an hour, that's not because I'm screwing off. It's because I've already given the schematic and they haven't done anything different than the schematic. When it's fast, early in the morning, I stay on top of it, have to make the notes update regularly. Once things quiet down, you don't need that so much. That's the way it works. We're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes. There's more charts, same routine. You can see the importance of the upsloping trend line. They stop on it no matter where it is. It's a phenomenon. The market, Mrs. Market, knows about the trend line. How does she know? 
she developed the trend line. Stocks on the move, nothing happened today. There was very few things moving in the pre-market today. Maybe you have a little bit of a hangover from the three-day holiday weekend. We should get back to business on Wednesday. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Different position, interesting scenario. When you duplicate the process along to the IWM chart on the daily chart, guess what you have? You have a market that has yet to approach the same trend line. So if the IWM is approaching its trend line, let's just say tomorrow, for example, is the S&P 500 satisfying the unfinished business down below 388 and maybe down two? And did you pick out the number inside the numbers commentary? It was in there, the next number down. Interesting position of the IWM as compared and contrasted to the SPY. This is an important trend line for the IWM, just as it was an important trend line for the S&P 500. Gabish, let's not forget, the IWM is my A number one favorite leading indicator. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator. We talked about 13,640 last week. Look what happened. Same routine. They keep coming up short of stuff, then they go get it. So here they came up short. They came up short just by fractions, and then they did it today, which diminishes the importance of this anyway. You really have to look lower for the next support down. Where does your eye get drawn to? Well, this is considered a breakup candle, so the low is 13,493, a spike of 13,005, which is a semi-fat round number, makes total sense. And if they break that, they go to where? The next breakup candle low, 13,359 and change. Nothing changes. It's the same routine over and over and over again. You just have to know what to look for. Are there intraday numbers that are different than the ones I just gave? Absolutely. I did the thing where all charts act and react the same way, but what I just pointed out on the daily chart doesn't necessarily look the same from an intraday perspective on all the charts. What about the Q people? I'm pretty sure we gave this number last week, 291.90. They missed it last week, bounced away, and then they came back to get it. Now look at this position relative to this upsloping trend line as compared to the SPY and the IWM. So we have tech, in fact, the Tech 100, if you will, NASDAQ 100, the largest stocks, which is top heavy to the, let's just say, top six, seven, or 10 stocks. Well, guess what? This is below the trend line, and the trend line is absolutely overhead resistance. So if you get a rip-your-face-off rally across the markets, watch for this to find overhead resistance at this trend line from underneath. All charts act and react the same way, but they're not all in the same position on the charts. That's why we treat each chart independent of one another. Sound familiar? If this particular price breaks, 291.90, you have to start looking down all the way to this gap down here at 286.67. There's other stuff before there. There's other stuff underneath there. But that's where we would have to start looking if they scaled much lower than 291.90. Why? Because it's an important spot. That's why. The XLF, is it telling us anything today? Down 7 cents? Not really. Spike low, retest. Thursday's lows, not much else to say about the XLF. It's in a downtrend below all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Smash mouth. This has 200 and a spike of it written all over it until or unless they can get above 212.50, let's say. And here's the reason why. 
Here's your next breakup candle low in the sequence, 199.39, big fat round number at 200. There's your reason why it should be tested. Now, if everything bounces away, they'll test it another time, or they won't. They'll just blow through it next time down. But they're far enough away now where that should be garden variety of intraday support at a minimum. There's stuff below it. There's a gap. All that stuff. We're doing a 30,000-foot view. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.